0: The blast from our past network.
1: We gotta find out which cell this princess of yours is in. Here it is, twenty-one eighty-seven. You go and get her. I'll hold him here.
0: Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, hit a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your
1: operating number?
2: Uh. Boring
1: conversation anyway.
2: Luke, we're gonna have company!
3: Talking back.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. This week, we are continuing our franchise walkthrough of Star Wars, and we have landed on episode four, A New Hope. And we needed some reinforcements, as sometimes we do. So we enrolled the assistance of our friends Jeremy and Tony from the Remote Takes podcast. Guys, welcome back. I feel like we just talked to you not too long ago. This is this is great.
4: Thanks for having us again. Yeah, it's it's not been too long.
0: <laughs> I'm super excited. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this film.
2: Oh, me too. This is it's Star Wars. It's the OG Star Wars. Dean,
1: welcome thanks, Tam. So pumped to talk about this movie.
2: Me too, man. me too. I've been excited like for a while about this.
1: Oh yeah. this is the one i've been i this is the one I've been kind of waiting for since we started. I was really excited to get to this one.
2: Okay. cool. Um I'm looking forward to unfolding that, Dean, on this episode. Cool. Now, we're here, everybody. We're here to talk about one of the greatest. And one of the most important films in cinema history. All True. right. Yeah. yeah. it's the totally. Citizen Kane of sci-fi. So, hey, it is. whoa, it is. Yeah. And, I would say and adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, and action. <laughs> and fantasy. It's got all those elements in it. I mean, it's probably not the Citizen Kane of fantasy, but
2: well, it's got well, wizards in you it. You know what? Right? I, I thought Citizen Kane was shit. I'm on, oh, I don't know, I'm getting, I'm woof. getting, I'm
1: getting off this, I'm
2: getting off this train. Wow. i have never seen it. I'm oh, just. Oh, don't. I'm, don't. I'm just. Oh, okay. Good. It's a well, great movie, Tim. It's a great well, movie. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe it invented cinematography, but like, come on. That was not a great movie. <laughs> it was a very, very I, I good movie. I understand and appreciate it for what it is, but to call that a good movie, to, to reference like Star Wars in
1: the same vein as Citizen Kane. Come on, get out of here, Dean. To me right now, this sounds like something you're going to have to apologize for on the wrap-up show. No. That's what it sounds like to me right now. (laughs) No, no, no.
2: Because I always heard about Citizen Kane. Then I sat down to watch it in
1: school. We had to analyze it.
2: And I was like, in school?
1: Snooze fest. Of course, in school. You're an adult now. Watch Citizen Kane. (laughs) No.
0: I never watched Star Wars in school. (laughs) So this is, it's the godfather
4: of sci-fi then. I mean,
2: (laughs) is that a better one? I guess that's better, better, yeah. That's better. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Guess who didn't like The Godfather? Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, hey, here. let's good move fellas. on. Hey, let's move on. <laughs> I love Goodfellas. Yeah. I've got it, Tim. I've got it, Tim. <laughs> what? It's the revenge of the Sith of Star Wars. Hey. There we go. <laughs> there we go. No, the
2: revenge of the Sith the Revenge of the Sith is the revenge of the Sith of Star Wars. Oh,
1: That's okay. okay. Look,
2: okay, everybody. Fine. I think I think they get it. I think the listeners get it. Listeners, thanks for joining. Uh, I'm sorry that we're screwing this up already. This We're ruining this this epic movie. We've already ruined By it. By comparing it to Citizen Kane? Yes. yes. <laughs> people have already turned off the episode. Tim, you're going to be surprised
1: about the amount of people out there that like Citizen Kane. I okay. Well, I guess we'll hear about it.
2: I guess we'll hear about it in the emails. Okay. Uh, i'll take i'll take some of that blame since i haven't
4: seen it like they can be right, mad at okay. you for not yeah, liking fair. it and mad at me for not having seen
0: it <laughs> how can so. you have not seen it and then make that comment uh pop he knows culture.
2: he knows yeah <laughs> pop culture yeah he sensed the energy coming from me how
4: could i read mad magazine and not know everything that they were referencing in in it yeah right right so
2: exactly Tony, you you got it, buddy. You got it. You're on track here. (laughs) Okay. Now, this franchise, guys, it means so much to so many people, and this is where it all began. Star Wars. This movie right here. Now, I think the concepts in this movie, the characters in this movie, the ideas in the movie are all very spectacular for 1977. And to really... Like to come from the imagination of only one guy, like nowadays you'd kind of have like a team of writers coming up with something like this, but this was one guy's vision. There was just there was nothing like this movie when it came out in '77. It's like this this melding of amazing action sequences. It's this like fairly original sci-fi. Um, there was tons of adventure involved. It's just perfect for the moldable imagination of a child. Yeah. Now, I saw this as a child. I assume that most people saw it as a child. I know that's not true, but like most people that, you know, I'm friends with, obviously, same age group, we all saw it as children. But Jeremy, I want to ask you did you see this as a child? And then maybe just move into a little bit about like what Star Wars not just this movie but like what does Star Wars mean to you Sure
0: um yeah I did see it when I was uh, about 8 years old and I was really really into Star Wars um I remember my dad bringing me to the store and that's to buy me a gift and you know I would just point right towards all the uh the Star Wars figures and um it was uh Star Wars was a wor- uh, like a whole world right where um, imagination took place. Like, you would imagine your own Jedis and your own, um, you know, characters and aliens and everything. And, yeah, it was just a real start of uh, of sci-fi imagination for me. I didn't think about aliens and starships and space travel and all that stuff until I saw Star Wars. Like, that's, yeah, totally. Like, the whole opened a door to to so many things.
2: Yeah, cool. Um, Tony, what about you? For me,
4: I saw Star Wars when I was really, really young. It was one of my earliest memories. And it's actually an outlier for me as a kid, too, because I did not like things that weren't cartoons. (laughs) So Mm. um, this was one of the few exceptions of something that I could watch and loved that wasn't a cartoon. And I just was enamored with it and you know um I had a bunch of action figures again I was in the era where Star Wars was over and there was this huge gap of Star Wars when I was obsessed with it and so I remember like having no content and then being so excited that in 96 97 the specialized additions were coming out to theaters. And so I've seen every star Wars in the theater and, you know, I have memories of taking pool noodles and cutting them down to about, you know, the right size and duct tape uh, um, around one part for a hilt and, you know, um, using Sharpie to, to draw in more of the hilt and then beating the living shit out of my brother with it. And same same with him to me. And like, we could just go ham cause it's a pool noodle. And I mean, <laughs> It was a ton of fun, you know, and I've had those, you know, lightsabers that you flick down that are like 10 bucks or whatever and break, you know, super easily. Um, But yeah, it was just something that captured my imagination. Saw it at a young age. have watched it ever since seeing it. I mean, and yeah, there's just there's so much that comes from this movie, from the smallest things, like from the smallest tidbit of information is an expanded universe you know that has come from it and it's it's just great and i'm so glad that we get so much star wars content now um more than ever and um you know it doesn't feel like there's gonna be this what of 15 16 year drought before they start drip feeding stuff again you know so um yeah just loved it
2: yeah yeah that's that's i wonder why there was such a gap in between you know the original and the the prequel
4: lucas wanted to be done with it apparently this is again kind of rumor mill on the internet and i don't know how much of it's verified so fact check me um but (laughs) boba fett was supposed to be the next big bad in like what would have been the sequel trilogy originally and he Killed him off, as you'll find out. Spoiler, sorry. Oh, in um, the movie, <laughs> what? yeah. Oh, it's not even in this. Uh, movie. My favorite character from this one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he was just done with it and wanted to be done with it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's I. I don't think there. I don't think there was oversaturation yet, but maybe there was. I wasn't alive in '83 when Return of the Jedi came out, but he was apparently done with it, and. That was a a big bummer. And I remember I was the only one in my friend's group who really, really loved Star Wars. And, you know, again, dating myself, Netscape Navigator, going on to forums and sites (laughs) to see what was happening. And it was just it's just such a bummer. And we don't we don't live in that sort of reality anymore. And we know everything that's coming well before. And so it's nice to have a steady um,
2: drip of content. So Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Dean, we've done a few of these episodes already. So I think everybody knows like what your thoughts on Star Wars are, but tell us a little bit about a fan. Yeah, loved it. But tell us about like when you saw this first time.
1: Yeah. So this, the first time I saw this, I was 10 or 11 years old. Um, I had a friend that we were both kind of, uh, getting into movies together. We both had just watched like, cartoons up till that point, animated movies, or really family-focused movies. Just both of our families kind of, liked to shelter both of us. Um, So we had a video store down the street. We would get together on the weekends and walk there, rent some movies, and then kind of... I think our parents still didn't approve, because I feel like sometimes we would have to, like, sneak to watch them. Because I remember he taught me a way to watch movies, like, sneaky. Like, to have, like... The movie playing on the vhs and you stand really close to the vcr and then you like if you hear footsteps you pause and just turn on the tv and then you're like watching tv and it's all oh. fine so we would do those things Scandalous. with these movies we rented um and so yeah we did i don't think we had to do it with star wars because it was pg but anything else we rented that would have been higher than that we would have gotten in trouble for um so star wars like the first one we rented was empire strikes back and i think we just rented it because the cover looked cool Never really knew about it. Never really heard about it. Absolutely loved it. So then the next thing we rented was, you know, Star Wars, A New Hope. We went and rented like all the other big movies that we knew were movies. Anything we had heard of that was a movie, we now just wanted to see. So it kind of just like jump started our love for movies. And, you know, now I'm a person wow. that I'm obsessed with movies. I watch movies all the time. <laughs> so it's kind of like the Star Wars franchise started it all. Um, so we started with Empire. Then we went to A New Hope. We always thought, you know, one, two, three, New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi was the ranking of them was the order. Those were the ones we liked. We always watched a New Hope more than the rest, and just always playing Star Wars in the backyard, always, always hitting sticks together, always just trying to force push each other. Like it was that's all we did. We 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 loved it so much.
2: Well, that's really interesting that you watched them out of order. Um, yeah. Like, can you remember anything about that? Like, was was anything weird or shocking? watching them the way that you did
1: no it was like a prequel like i feel like we would just watch the one before it like we watched empire and then we just watched you know a new hope and we're like oh okay you know that's how we got there that's how we got to that spot um Hmm. i like wouldn't do that now but (laughs) we were kids you know we were 10 or 11 so we like we just i think we just saw the we didn't even probably realize that it was the second movie in a franchise we just saw a cool cover and we're like, yeah, that looks that looks fun. The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, let's watch that.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it as a kid. Uh, we used to rent movies very often. Every weekend, um, you know, me and older brother would take turns. And this the Star Wars franchise was always at the top of our list, you know. Uh, the parents would let us rent, you know, sometimes two, three movies for the weekend. And you could, you know, you could be pretty sure that out of that three at least one of them is going to be a Star Wars and sometimes all three of them are just going to be, you know, one, you know, sorry, episode 4, 5 and 6. You've just got that for a weekend. So um just f- like mind expanding content to see as a kid. Oh yeah. You know, and maybe maybe even anytime if you've never seen this before, maybe that still counts if you're like 30 or 40 years old, you know. There's just ideas in here that are so interesting that just maybe it's just mind blowing at any at any age but especially as a kid this is just some really really great material to see so released in 1977 with a budget of 11 million dollars this film grosses 775 million dollars yep
1: incredible
2: that's awesome that is incredible it just
1: highest took... grossing movie of all time up to that point tim i think uh probably I think yeah probably so I mean 775 it's
2: gotta be I believe it yeah, yeah. it sounds like something to check into on our wrap-up episode Dean
0: now is that in 77 dollars I think yeah, yeah 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 probably right yeah
2: nice yeah um it originally opened in only about 30 theaters across the. US because nobody thought this movie was gonna do anything people were just like I don't think the time for sci-fi is right now. This is not going to hit. People are not interested in this. Oops, wrong, wrong about that yeah. one. Yeah,
1: and I'm I'm kind of stuck still on eleven million dollars. This thing yeah. looks so good for eleven million dollars.
2: Over budget too. Um, Wow. Again, this is a movie. They got to about the I think the budget was eight million. I think that I mean the budget started off at like I think maybe five, then it got bumped to seven. Then it got bumped to eight. But then they started filming and it got up to eleven. But at about nine, they almost pulled the plug. They almost said, look, we're just not gonna do it because it's not worth this investment. Wow. And even down to like the the nitty gritty at the end, I read that Lucas requested. $20,000 at the very end. He just said, I need $20,000 more to do a few location shots that are really necessary for this. So he was really just, you know, I I mean, he had his vision, but then he did need the support of, you know, the producers to give him what he needed and to trust that he was going to get it right. And like good on him for knowing that at the last minute, after already asking for 3 million extra dollars. He'd go and ask for another twenty thousand because he had Jeez, to send a right. couple camera crews to different countries to get a couple things, you know. Wow, it's really fascinating. But, um, yeah, like nobody thought it would do well, and not even George Lucas himself thought it would do well. He, yeah, he went went
1: on vacation
2: right to Hawaii.
1: <laughs> that's right. He was out of. He left the country <laughs> during. I feel like that's a smart move. Like, yeah. Yeah, If I was releasing a movie, I think I would go to Hawaii and just ignore the world. (laughs) There's no bad time to go to Hawaii, right? (laughs) Well, also true, yeah.
2: Well, Lucas and Spielberg were friends, and Lucas visited Spielberg on the set of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was shooting at the same time as Star Wars. Lucas was positive that Close Encounters would earn more at the box office than Star Wars, and Spielberg was on the other end of that. He disagreed. He had visited the Star Wars set And he thought Star Wars was going to be the one to make all the money. So they had a little bet. Lucas proposed this bet that whichever movie does better at the box office, that movie's director would owe the other 2.5% of the profits from their film. Oh, my God. And Spielberg accepted the bet and is still receiving 2.5% of the profits from Star Wars today.
0: That's insane! It's
4: amazing!
2: It's bananas! It's ridiculous! And this bet to date has earned him over forty million dollars. Oh my it's
1: god! So ridiculous! That is it's- wacky.
2: Can you imagine? Get like you lose the bet, but really you win the bet. You're, the, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. the winner. <laughs> Yeah, it's the yeah. best kind of bet.
1: Yeah, it's not even a bad bet for Lucas. Like. Spielberg was the box office king up to that point, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, obviously your movie is going to do better than right.
0: And he he was like hoping that he would make the profit, be like, yeah, make some money, right? Exactly.
2: He might have been trying to like screw Spielberg over there, just like, hey, I got this funny (laughs) bet for you. Hey, what if we do this? He's trying to cash (laughs) in on Close Encounters. I mean, what's
4: crazy about this is I've never seen Close Encounters. Like, oh, Tony,
0: it's it's objectively better than Star Wars. Just letting you know. Oof.
3: What?
1: Yeah, it's the, the, it's the Citizen Kane of uh, of Spielberg movies, is what they it say. Is. absolutely.
2: <laughs> What's going on? No, I saw I saw Close Encounters as a kid. Um, I remember not liking it at all. Yeah, I saw Star Wars as a kid. I remember loving it, mind blown. So I don't know. I maybe I should revisit Close Encounters.
0: No, no, no. I I'm I'm uh I'm making I'm making some jokes. Honestly, I I don't think. It'd be very difficult to say about any type of art that something's objectively better than another thing. Um, I mean, it's all interpretation is subjective.
2: Yeah. Well, it sounds like we have our next uh, three episodes with remote takes lined up. Citizen Kane, <laughs> Godfather, Godfather, Close, Close Encounters. Encounters. Yeah. A riveting, a riveting, riveting yeah. threesome of movies right there.
1: We can just even, yeah, we can just do all three in one and just try to oh. see, like, just see if any of them are actually good. That'd I would say fun. all of them are
2: good. I'm, I'm down for that um, yeah. by not watching the movies, but taking
1: part anyways. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, Coming in there with hot takes without yeah, hot even takes, watching yeah. the movies. Obje- yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. I'll have some objective <laughs> takes for you guys.
2: <laughs> uh. now in case you didn't know this movie was written and directed by George Lucas and the music was done by John Williams and Williams was actually recommended by Spielberg because Williams was coming off the Academy Award for best music for Jaws so Spielberg said hey I know a guy who's kind of good it's more than good award good wow he's kind of good. so good yeah. The yeah. Go ahead, Tony.
4: Oh, sorry. No. The music still gives me chills. Yeah, I, yeah. I just that opening crawl. Um, any of the battles, the horns at the beginning, just like oh, I goosebumps and gives me chills up my spine. It's so good.
2: I did get chills this watching from a scene. Yeah, and it was a. Uh, yeah. Half music, half visuals. But yeah, the, the music is it's such a perfect fit. Like, I don't he, Williams has such such a great way in this movie of really emoting musically, like what is going on in the scene and what you're supposed to be feeling. It's mm-hmm. really magical. It's it's kind of like perfectly done.
1: Yeah. And the, the opening is so epic. You know, like, that song is so epic. It's just, like, it's such a good song for the adventure film that we're about to watch. And just to start it off with just, like, a you know like right away you just see the words you see the if you hear the horns and it it, right just gets me in the mood or you know right away i'm just i get so excited turning it on even if i'm like tired or whatever i'm like okay i'm gonna watch star wars you know gotta watch it for the podcast (laughs) turn it on and my energy (laughs) energy's up right away
2: i'm just picturing you like lying on the couch it's like midnight and you're passing out and then Star Wars comes on on one of the channels, and it just clicks in, and you just sit up like a
1: rocket. Bam! <laughs> yeah, you it just put that, happens.
0: Uh, should put that for your ringtone on your phone.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, well, then I then I might get uh, yeah. The ringtone would be good if it was an alarm, I might get mad at it. I start, I might yeah. start getting mad at that song. Oh yeah, you would.
2: Well, come on, <laughs> alarms in general are very easy to get mad <laughs> that's at. That's what
1: I mean. You r- ruin songs for me. Alarms have.
2: Can you yes. can you tell me the last time you've heard an alarm and you're like, hmm? That was
1: great. I'm glad that the alarm went off. <laughs> no. I'm glad I set it that way. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't even use alarms anymore, to be honest with you. I live. Yeah. It. I'd, I'd, go ahead. Oh, I was just going
4: to say, I take out all the batteries and my fire alarms. I don't want that interrupting my day. Very nice. Very you know, smart. To, very,
2: yeah, smart yeah. very smart. Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. Can't have a
4: fire if there's no alarm. That's,
0: That's right.
2: That'll make them. Yeah. You won't know. You won't know about it. Hey, guys, I want to play some games. All right. Oh, Who wants to play do some it. games? awesome.
0: We don't play games. Love games.
2: <laughs> we play games once in a while. You, you guys oh, don't okay. play games? Are you open to taking part in a game on our podcast?
0: Uh, what do you think, Tony? For sure.
2: If you guys we'll need that a out. discussion, we can just pause. <laughs> can talk it over. Game or no game. Uh, I think we should play the game. Okay. Okay.
0: Let's play the game. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, we got a couple of them. The first one is something I'm calling, was this an original name for this movie? Okay, so I've got some names here. Some are real, some are fake, and these are names that potentially were real names for Star Wars before it got changed to just Star Wars. And you guys can work together as a team. Okay, we're going to go with the democracy of the vote since there's three of you. Um, you know, you don't all have to agree, but we'll go with the uh, the two out of the three. Fun.
0: That sounds that sounds
2: amazing. Number one. The saga of the stars.
0: Well, that sounds really interesting. Um, I like it because, you know, saga kind of implies that um it's part of a series of movies, and as we all know, George Lucas had planned on, you know, there being like some prequels to the movie already at release. So I like that. And stars sounds a lot like moving through space and having adventures in space. Man, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say yes on that one. That that sounds like an original uh title. I, I like it.
2: Tony's shaking his head.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go with no. Um oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. If if you're if I'm right, I'm gonna need two and a half percent of <laughs> all the money that you make. This year, how about that? And fair. If, That's fair, right? And if I'm wrong, I'll give you two and a half percent of all the money I make. <laughs> that
4: sounds that sounds great. Um, I don't know if
1: I want to. I don't know if I want to get in on this. <laughs> I don't know if the stakes just got real high. Um, I like I like what Jeremy's saying a lot. My gut was to go no that it wasn't. Um, so I feel like saga is a weird. Word to have in that title, and I think that's just why my gut went no. So I'm going no.
2: Even though there's something called the Skywalker saga, this was not a name for the movie. It was not. (sighs) So you guys got it. You got it. Next up Adventures of the Starkiller, comma, episode one, colon the star wars
0: okay so (laughs) it's too
4: long i like this name because it has a few things uh that i feel like would be um very lucasy one of them it's long yeah it's long (laughs) and complicated right Uh, yeah the next thing is star killer was the original name for skywalker oh and so okay yeah um, I read this amazing um, I keep calling it a prequel comic uh, that's wrong it's like what the original vision for Star Wars was mm. um, and um, yeah it's 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 interesting I don't want to say it's good but I want to say it's interesting and eye-opening um, but yeah Starkiller was so I'm gonna go this is a yes for me long
0: long-winded answer man you sound like you know what you're talking about dude
1: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if 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 Skywalker's name was Starkiller, it totally makes sense. I, I think it's uh, yes. I'm going with yes. All right. I'll agree with them.
2: All right. Well, peer pressure. Yes, that is correct. Tony's knowledge of the original name for Luke has come through for him, and that is correct. Luke was actually going to be called General Anakin Starkiller in the movie oh. before it got changed several times. Yep. <laughs> you guys are on a, a little bit of a, a roll here.
0: You know, I kind of feel the whole star Killer thing is 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 weird to me. I, I get it that he's you know killing the Death Star or whatever in the end. But how do you get a name like Starkiller in the beginning? Like what stars yeah. have you killed? like what you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear I you. yeah, yeah yeah,
1: it's such a weird name. I mean, Skywalker is also a weird name, but it's much it's much less violent. <laughs> You know, Star Killer is so much like he's been out there and he's done some
0: things. Yeah, and keep in mind the Death Star's new. This is new technology. They have never blown stuff up before, and they're not even blowing up stars. They're blowing up planets. Yeah. Like what the yeah. heck, right?
4: Yeah. Star Killer is like a legacy name in the sense of like it's something that you can see a line of kings or you mm. know emperors or whatever having. Where Skywalker is like a name where you can see um like a common a common folk having that name because ah, like they, yeah, yeah. they they Fair. do something for cropping and they they walk the sky you know I'm just sure breaking it down in the sense of like medieval terms and you had um people with names that described what they do right and those names are very much describing what they do uh star Killer sounds like a commanding presence Skywalker seems like something very general that you could. Um, you know do like farm or whatever so
1: that's a good point good choice yeah. for skywalker
2: um i i think lucas really easily could have like incorporated star killer though even just as like a passing nickname for luke after this movie mm-hmm. like he, he mm-hmm. could have easily just thrown it in where someone you know says oh hey star killer how are you doing or something like that like that that could have worked just fine uh if he wanted to incorporate it all right next up Star Wars: colon, The Star of Death.
1: So I I just want to say I feel like this is something Tim made up. This sounds like a Tim title. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with no. I want to go with I have played these games before. Sure. And so with that with that past experience, I want to say no.
2: What part of it? What part of it sounds like a t- that Tim made it up? I don't
1: know the the whole thing. What is this? Just all the about? whole thing together? I don't know. It just felt it felt like a Tim title.
2: Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to go
4: with Dean and his knowledge of Tim. (laughs) Yeah. Dean, you know
0: him way better than I do. All right. Uh, I will will
1: say I do very poorly on these games usually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're his brother, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree.
2: Well, Dean, you're correct. I made that up. And you're in big trouble next time, pal. I know, I know. I'm really gonna bring the. There's nothing specific
1: time. that gave it away. It just, it, it just felt. It just felt like a Tim title. Break yeah, out the uh, pool enough. noodles, right? Fair enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You
2: want to have a pool noodle lightsaber fight?
1: <laughs> we'll settle this over pool. Yeah, noodles. let's settle this
2: once and for all. <laughs> hey, yeah. That, how about we do that in our franchise uh wrap up? Uh, hey, that we record fun. you and me having a lightsaber pool noodle battle.
1: I like it. Oh to please the, do that to the death. Oh, please do that to the death. To the death. <laughs> to the death. Are you going to die via pool noodle? Are you going to eat it? Like make him It's ch- going to take a while. Yeah. Or at least until someone loses a,
2: at least until someone loses a limb. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> that sounds like Patreon content to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, um up next, um, a, a name of a movie I definitely didn't make up. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller.
1: The Adventures of Luke Starkiller.
2: Mm. It's using
4: the Starkiller name, which I can't decide if you're tricking us. Like, because you gave us, you know, I mean, I knew the factoid, but you did specifically outline
0: it earlier. I'm still like going to go of the adventure with yes. part. You're pretty tricksy, Tim. But, um, I do know that Starkiller is, you know, part of the uh, you know, past, so I'm gonna go with uh yes on this one.
2: Yes is correct. Yes, you guys are too yes. smart for me, too smart. <laughs> and finally, the Star Wars from the Adventures of Luke Starkiller comma as taken from the Journal of the Wills. <laughs> comma saga one colon the star wars jeez (laughs)
0: no way man that's crazy who that's too long right there's
2: no way there's no way i could make this up guys i couldn't there's no way jim can make (laughs) 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 that up dean knows i'm not this good (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is definitely i think it is a title because it's so long and because the journal of the wills is definitely something that i've heard of being okay. included in the star wars lore actually i think they even mention it in rogue one they mentioned the wills um the the protector of the wills oh, so i mm-hmm. think it's uh, i think they are like texts they're jedi texts so uh, okay. that was an early early thought of what they would be called so yeah i think it's i think it's a, a true title
0: i'll say yes to yep it's a yes for me you've convinced me
2: That is a yes. Dean dropping a bit of knowledge there. He got it. That is a yes. Good job, guys. All right. Good job. You crushed it. You you crushed that. You crushed that. Jeez. Okay, some true or false. Uh, Chewbacca was loosely based on Bigfoot. True or false?
0: I mean, he does look just like Bigfoot, personally. Yeah, He looks just like Bigfoot. Yeah, just sticking
1: with the eye test, I would want to say yes right off the bat. I would want to say true.
0: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with true personally.
4: I'm gonna follow suit with you guys, but I'm pretty sure that Chewbacca was like his original design, and uh, is what was picked up for like they they made his original design a race in, um, not Clone Wars, but the one after it that was produced by Disney, and I can't think Rebels, Rebels. And was the main, one of the main characters there that was his original design. And that looks nothing like it, but I'm going to go with group thought because I, um, am that no backbone. Yeah. yeah. No backbone. There you <laughs> go. <No> backbone. <laughs> I, no backbone. Got I got no, back. Chewbacca. I like, no backbone. <laughs> oh, if
2: only you had backbone because this oh, one is no. false. False. I hate you both. <laughs> no. yeah. Chewbacca was based on George Lucas's dog. It was an Alaskan Mal- Malamute, Malamute, I think. <laughs> It was called. Was it
4: named Bigfoot though?
2: Or I don't. Was it named so... I don't. I don't have that information in front of me, Tony. Sorry. Yeah, no, I have to double <laughs> did check. Did it on make that. A, a Wookie
0: noise? Like, it did. It yes, it did.
2: It did. Sounds just like Very a Wookie. Cool. Only um, when it pooped. So, oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs>
1: You should take that dog to the vet. Something is wrong. <laughs> I don't think that dog's around anymore. <laughs> just put that out there for real. Yeah, don't, don't take Man. it to the vet now. <laughs> poor
2: thing. That poor thing. Um, Tony, you're right, though. I had actually just recently seen the concept art for what Chewbacca was originally going to look like, and it is exactly that guy from Rebels. I forget his name, but um, since you brought that up, yeah, that is exactly him. They just painted him blue in Rebels. Yep. All right, true or false. For the set of Luke's home on Tatooine, an existing underground hotel was used. True or false?
0: Oh, now that's just too specific. Like um hotel, I I'm going to have to go with yes just based on the question.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with Jeremy on that. That's same reason. I think it's just too specific to have a hotel in right. the ground, I don't think I've ever heard of that. So yeah, I, I would say that's it's true, true fact. I'm gonna go group thought.
2: True, that is true. Yes, yes All unfortunately, right. that All right. was very specific. Uh, but yeah, the, the it's hotel. Not
1: unfortunate. We got the points. Well, it's I don't want fortunate. you guys to win.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah, we get two point five
4: percent of his profits. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <No record>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could use it. <laughs> the hotel city idris in tunisia is still operating today and leaning heavily into the fact that they were utilized in star wars as they should yeah they should yeah i want to go there now i'd go that'd be fun yeah true or false tatooine was originally going to be a jungle planet but george lucas thought shooting for months in the jungle would make him itchy, true or false?
1: I just I think it's too weird to be itchy. I mean, it you don't get like itchy, a... Dean. I get itchy, but I get itchy. It's such a strange reason to not do something somewhere is because you think yeah. you'll get too itchy. I don't know. Being itchy sucks, though. Who likes being <laughs> itchy?
0: Well, nobody likes being itchy. But like, wh- where did he decide to change it? Like, when when was this decided? Because there was a lot of like desert creatures. That I couldn't imagine being in the jungle. So it's so strange and such a weak thing, too. Like, um, it's a weak answer to change your whole concept because you're itchy. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say faults on that one.
4: I mean, yeah, clearly, Jawas couldn't exist anywhere but the desert. I'm being sarcastic. I don't know. This seems weird because sand can be itchy. It's coarse and it gets everywhere, and I hate it. Uh, That's
0: what I hear. Yeah. sand crawlers cannot yeah. be in the jungle <laughs> it's just it's not there's not wide open spaces for sand crawlers
2: true true we're i'm we're saying false false okay so yeah. very interesting very weird i don't know what this means but it is true what? he was very worried about being itchy in the <sighs> jungle maybe i don't know, i don't i don't even understand like both of them are hot both of them are probably i don't know humid i don't know no, i don't get it
0: it's because he couldn't get his heroin in the
2: jungle, right? Oh, right. He got, he'll get that's itchy. why he's itchy. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, that makes so sense. you, you got to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that knowledge. Yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I'm getting itchy right now. I- I'm
1: kind of getting a little <laughs> bit right itchy back. myself just talking about it. <laughs> just,
2: <kidding. laughs> just talking about it. Uh, true or false? Han Solo was originally going to be a large green monster with gills true or false
4: um i'm pretty sure this is true again the original like um vision for star wars was really weird and uh george lucas got a lot of help kind of trimming the fat and reworking some things but i i do remember Han Solo was an alien and not a human, so I'm just gonna go with true on this. Hopefully, we're not getting lost in the details of um Green and Gills and all that sort of fun stuff. So
0: Well, I like the idea. I think it sounds like it could be true.
1: Yeah,
2: sounds like
0: Tony
1: knows what he's talking about. I'll go true.
2: That is true. All um, right. Very glad they did not decide to go with that. <laughs> yeah, with greedo, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, really, great. Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to see that, no. Okay, true or false, there are only five scenes with CG in the original version of this film. Now, I will preface this with, I don't think a lightsaber or like Star Destroyers flying through space are considered CG. I believe those are considered special effects and would not fall into the CG category, but this movie did, I will tell you, it did have CG. Hmm. True or false, there are only five scenes with CG in the original version.
0: Is Blaster Fire isn't is considered special effects?
1: Yes. Okay. Special effects. Because I know that's there's a lot of that. I think I think it's true. I don't think there's a lot of CG. I can't think of too many CG scenes used in the film, so I think only 5 sounds like a, a probably a a correct number.
0: Yeah. We got to be really careful because you know, questions that have the word only
2: and always are usually, you know, we got to tread pretty carefully. So um let me rephrase it. There are 5 scenes with CG in the original version of the film. There are 5 <laughs> scenes. There. Yeah. Which way <laughs> is he trying to it. lead us.
0: mmm <laughs> Well, let's see. You see, can't change the answer. So only five scenes and...
2: <laughs> five scenes. There are five, five scenes. Five scenes. Only does not exist in the I'm gonna say, question anymore.
1: I'm going to say... For my answer, I'm going to say true.
0: Same. I'll say true as
1: well. Oh, no, I'm sorry. If I led you down the wrong way, everyone, you shouldn't have gone with me. I would
2: have also said true, but the answer is false. There is only <gasps> one... No. No.
1: Shut up
2: piece of CG in the movie, and it was the animated Death Star plans. So oh, oh it's okay. funny that CG was like so rudimentary back then that you right. wouldn't you wouldn't be able to use it for blaster fire or for the Star Destroyer because it wasn't good enough. All you could use it for is That's like this the white lines against a black background, yeah. <laughs> and just animating and stuff. That. Yeah. Just like yeah. really crappy, crappy looking stuff. Who thought
0: that would be the future of cinema, right? Like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, at that point, right? True. Yeah, Yeah,
2: good point. Yeah. And finally, guys, true or false, R2-D2 had lines of dialogue in the movie where he would banter with C-3PO, but they were removed during post-production. True or false?
0: Now, I'll say it seemed that they were... It seemed like they were having conversations that obviously the audience couldn't hear, and I think it would be a really great idea from an acting standpoint for them to have lines so C-3PO knows how to react to what R2-D2 is saying. So I would go with, a, I'd go with a yes on that one.
1: A true. Yeah, they played so well off each other that that would make sense, that they were actually talking to each other. They actually had lines yeah. of dialogue. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say true as well.
2: Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes, that is correct. Yes. We did it. Well done, guys. You did Woo, very, nice. very well. You kind of crushed it. You all get yeah. 2.5% of my earnings in the future. <laughs> yes. <Woo! laughs> Uh, Okay, so getting this movie started, I'm going to read the opening crawl. So, it is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships, striking from a hidden base, have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. I love the opening crawls. I really love the little bit of the stories that they always give. I think they're always like really precisely written and really to the point i like them they're
4: interesting because um they really set you up for what you're going to get but i remember and again you can fact check me but i thought that like george lucas got in trouble for using them or was like kicked out of like the director's guild or something like that because they're very episodic or like having that as the opening to your movie is very much frowned upon because that was like a. I believe a direct Flash Gordon reference too, like which oh. is a huge oh. inspiration for Star yeah, Wars as
1: that well. Was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: okay, okay. Well, I mean, obviously, Lucas borrowed borrowed a whole bunch of stuff from a whole bunch of places, but yep. what he was able to do with that was create something really unique. Oh, great. Um, yep. Which I like, but yeah, I didn't know that that was a Flash Gordon thing, so that's interesting. Now, with so many iconic. Aspects to this movie, like just every little piece of this movie is, is brilliant and iconic. But Tony, I wanted to start with you and ask you, what are your thoughts about the opening of this movie? What is the opening? What does it do for you? What did it do for you the first time you saw it?
4: Well, the first time I saw it, it just really sucked me in because you, you get done with the crawl, you're in space, and you know what I would come to find out as a regular occurrence in Star Wars is starting with a shot in space and then moving towards ships or something happening within space. And you have this huge spaceship basically sucking in the smaller spaceship and the battle ensuing. Oh, yeah. And between you know the nerdy looking good guys and the cool looking stormtroopers and then you know you going on you know you're you're seeing this through the eyes of robots or you know droids it's R2D2 C3PO um and seeing them on their adventure kind of navigating around this whole battle and i mean it just drew me in and then you have darth vader stepping in and it's just nuts like and being like I for the longest time how Darth Vader looked and his helmet had no idea that's a samurai helmet like I'm sad to admit it took me so long to be like oh duh you know um, knowing like the this is basically a hidden fortress right And and knowing that longer than I'm like oh Darth Vader's helmet is a samurai helmet anyways. But just seeing him and his presence and like how scary yet cool I thought he was, how intriguing I thought he was, how I was so interested in everything that I was seeing except the Rebels. Um, I, just because they're <laughs> uniform and they're weird,
2: pointing back <laughs> helmets. So dumb. It looks so dumb.
1: Chin strap a little off center for some of them. That's a fun one. <laughs> the vests that they're wearing, like totally out of the
0: 70s, is so great. Yeah. It's so weird.
4: But. This opening just, I mean, it really sets the tone that you're going on an adventure and you're interested. They give you just enough, you know, so you don't feel lost, but you still don't know what fully is going on and you're invested and want to follow along. And that is key for like maintaining, especially kids interest is navigating this level of how much do you reveal and making sure you're giving enough, you know, and it's visually stimulating and yeah. So,
2: yeah, I, I agree. Like you, you need to capture the audience's attention here. This is probably one of the reasons this movie did so well is because of how great this opening is. And it really locks you in as a viewer. Like they yeah. dig their hooks into you right away. And it's really tough to break out of what you're seeing until the movie just ends right you're just you're yeah. you're in it like you're seeing things that you've never really seen before like the interior of this ship it's it's like all white it's it's too white it doesn't it almost doesn't make sense how white everything is and then you've got the stormtroopers like blowing doors open shooting and killing dorky looking rebels and they look <laughs> like the stormtroopers look amazing they look yeah. so yeah. cool. They look really cool. Their yeah. design is awesome. They're white. They're completely white. And then this leader of theirs, this towering leader, he comes out and he's just like, fuck it. I don't want white. I want black. I want the opposite of all you people. And he he's just so it's so imposing, like him against the contrast of the white. It's it's very impressive. And then you hear him breathe. The first thing you do is hear him breathe. Like what? What an incredible sound! And like you're like, why? Why does he sound like that? Yep. Nobody else sounds like that. And then he talks, and his voice is so cool. And yeah, it's like all these like amazing visuals, and the audio at the same time is equal to the the visuals. Like the audio is so stunning in this movie, and all these little aspects right out of the gate, just it's like they just tractor beam you, you know? You're they just suck you in, and you're there the yeah. whole time. It's just what yeah. a what a great opening to a movie. Um, I I'm, this is just one of the best. I think it's just one of the best openings to any movie. It's it's yeah. so I can't say enough good things about it. But I feel like I should stop. Unless let somebody say something. <laughs> no,
4: it's it's ahead of its time, and it's oh totally it's, totally, yeah. Just probably,
2: like as a kid, how just I'll say one, one last thing. As a kid, how could you not fall in love with this movie? after seeing this opening scene
1: yeah and and every time i throw it on it grips me again and again and i think it i think it starts with just like how fucking good it looks like in space how good it looks in space when they pan over those ships it like I'm like, that looks like ships in space. Like, I know that, that was those are models and everything, but like that, it looks huge. They look yeah. so big. And so that would have got me as a kid, you know, just being like, what am I watching? Like, this is, this is actually in space. And then you get on the ship, you see all those cool visuals, you're following these two droids that are, literally walking in the middle of the battle and so like they're your characters that you're stuck with and they walk right in the middle so you know you're kind of thrown into the middle of a battle right away um you know red blasters uh firing beside them and they're just like trying to get out of there and figure out what to do and so you you got the white the black the the red blasters everything just the way it looks just grabs you in and you are you're it's like you're thrown into the middle. Of, of the war even though you got like that crawl you still feel like they threw you right in even oh, yeah. though you got the warm up they still just throw you right into the middle of the battle
0: yeah like when like if you're going to take a kid to the, the, the theater to watch this there's no pausing and kids yeah. notoriously have trouble reading like so I think that um that first uh you know scene is very important and exactly like like we've all said like they're just throwing you in the middle of it and they're not explaining anything like The, um, you've got this guy that breathes weird. What's that about? You know, you've got like blasters, you got, um, princess Leia with the weird hair. Like, wow, there's a lot going on here. There's layers here and they're not stopping. They're just going to continue. And so, yeah, it's super interesting. A lot of world building that's, uh, you know, your, your, your ears are perked up. You're ready. You're strapping in for a really cool ride.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the magic of the crawl is that they give you the backstory you need to then just throw you yeah. right into the middle of the movie. I think that's that's yep. a very interesting technique that really works because just here's what's happened. Now we can be in the middle of a battle, whereas that might not work otherwise. And Dean, I liked what you said about scale. Um, That's really important. Like they're working with these tiny models, but they're so well done that they make this little model look like it's the size of a city and yeah. we yeah. buy it yeah. we believe it and we you need that scale to buy into this world buy into what you're seeing if that doesn't look real you're not going to you're not going to buy into this movie if that star destroyer doesn't look real it's not going to work but it does look real it still looks real even now in in HD that sucker looks real it's totally, cool. it's movie magic. I love it.
1: Movie magic. Movie magic. Yeah. 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 Love it.
2: So, before getting captured here, uh, Leia gives R2 the Death Star plans and records the message. Now, um, we are like talking about Star Wars here, the very first of the franchise, but Dean, we've been walking through the franchise. So, I while we're just, I like talking about it as like the first of, of them all. I also want to still kind of like touch on things that we're experiencing, having seen, you know, five movies previous to this. So coming off of rogue one, I really like what they're doing with the plans, the death star plans. I like how they're handling them here. Now, maybe this was always planned by Lucas. Maybe um, he's just that good. Maybe, They just did a good job of tying it in really well with Rogue One. But seeing what our friends went through in Rogue One to get these plans, I just feel like they'd be rolling over in their graves right now if they knew that these plans were in the hands of R2 and 3PO, these, like, a couple of droids. Now, I know, like, R2 is obviously very capable of doing things, um, 3 P. maybe not so much, but you know, five minutes into this movie, they get caught. Like, how would you feel as one of those members of Rogue One, knowing that you went through all that, you sat, your whole team sacrificed their, sacrificed their lives. And then whatever, 20, 30 minutes later, your plans have been caught by Jawas because of who, who <laughs> has them, you know, it's like, I'm it. just, I- I'm just a huge fan of like how this message bounces around from place to place and person to person on its way um getting to obi-wan i think it was just handled really really well and kind of funny
1: yeah I, i love this opening to the movie it's so strange it's actually just a strange choice to make that you just open on this like right in the middle of the battle and you're with these droids and then all of a sudden you know that they have something very important to say they have they're carrying something very important And then they just get like take this pod down to this planet, and all of a sudden you're just watching droids walk in the desert, and you're like, (laughs) what is this movie? What am I even watching right now? Like these are the main characters of my movie, these two droids, and you know they have something important, and they're kind of idiots. Like we know, like R two D two isn't, but like the one, the one of them, like is just has. Has a plan, we don't know what it is though, because we don't know what he's saying. We don't know what R2D2 is saying. And then C3PO is just kind of a fool. <laughs> so you're like, I-, I do not trust whatever was trusted, whatever was supposed to be kept and passed on. I do not trust it with these two right now. Yeah. And they're not even in agreement with each other.
2: Yeah, you know, um, like having that true or false question about R2 and like uh, the fact that at one point he was in conversations with 3PO. I, I really do like the decision to take away his voice, so that we don't hear what he's saying, or we don't we don't know what he's talking about because he is extremely capable. He he's like I feel like he's as capable as any of the heroes in this movie. He's just yep. he's just not talking, so he could be saying like, "Look, three P O, this is what we need to do. Let's go do this. I'm in charge. Everything's fine. This is, won't be a big deal." But with us not being able to hear what he's saying, we worry for them. Like because in yep, a way, in a way, three PO becomes the one who we're um, kind of most invested in and trusting in because we can commu- he can communicate with us. We can understand what he's saying. So I really like that aspect of our two not being able to communicate to us.
1: And yeah. also, I think um, sorry. Also, I think just not having even like a face, like even just see three PO having sort of a face, we just. We just like are like, oh, okay, like he's talking and he kind of has a face like me, but then there's just like this trash can, you know, just <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> wheeling around, and we don't understand it. So even that, we don't even know emotions on its face, right? Like we don't even know what it's thinking or what it's doing. So I think that also adds to it. Sure. Yeah. yeah
0: and imagine if our two D two could talk, and like he it would, it would, it would totally break the character. Because imagine like gsc three P O, we need to go over this direction. I mean, like it wouldn't have the same. We wouldn't. We wouldn't think he's like this little small cute character anymore. He's got a deep voice, and what's that about, right? Like, so I think it really adds so much uh, by taking away his ability to speak.
4: Yeah, and plus, my R two D two is swearing all the time too. Like that is, that's that's <laughs> canon. Yes, You know, head canon for me is he is constantly swearing. I mean, you'd have to be to be around C three P O. You know, oh, uh,
0: that guy's so frustrating.
4: And then, yeah, it's just that's that's r2d2 for me like i can't imagine him speaking um or being designed differently looking more you know having human features stuff like that like i mean and it's it's great because these movies also teach us his emotions across the movie too like we know how to interpret his beeps or his little signals or wiggles and stuff and like we don't have that yet in this movie but you know the films eventually teach us teach us that and i i really like that about the character as well so same
2: that's a great point too yeah because you can start to home in on kind of what he's emoting and mm-hmm. yeah there there are times i have found myself like he'll do something and i'll laugh i'm like that was funny yeah but all it was was like a beep a type of a pitched beep or something but like you <laughs> yeah. understand you kind of understand what he's saying and you I'll, I'll laugh at it it's, that's it's really cool that's really that's a really great character that's a hard thing yeah. to do to yeah. like pull is, off a character we, we like don't even that. have
0: facial expressions all we have is that noise and just that. a noise
2: yeah and sometimes yeah. he'll like shake or something but yeah. yeah there's not much there that's really really cool um and yeah i mean like 3PO and R2 are kind of like the most utilized characters in the movie like they're you know they're at the very start they're at the very finish um you know lucas was very focused on these characters even throughout the entire franchise right they're in every movie they're in every movie that's the trivia question i asked you before dean who are the two characters that are in every movie in the skywalker saga that is but yeah r2 and c3po are the only two
0: It's also like a main source of their comedy relief, uh, particularly in this film. Yeah.
2: Now, Luke ends up buying 3PO and R2 from the Jawas. And R2 ends up playing a message for Luke. And Luke doesn't really do anything about it. So R2 just takes off. I love it. He's like, I'm not getting what I need out of this Luke character. I'm heading out to the desert. I thought it was great, but yeah, go ahead, Tony.
4: He even tricks him into um, into taking off because they have those little like remote things on him, and he's like, "If you take that off, that's scrambling the signal. You can see the whole message." And takes it off and is like, "What message?" Yeah, and then and then ends up bouncing. And it's just, I just think it's uh, really clever writing, honestly. Like so good to. And it, and it builds on, like, how droids are used and how they're retained even. Like,
0: there's, like, this whole world building in this small scene. Very so. true. Yeah, and it, it makes R2-D2 seem super clever. Like, it's, you know, you really start to, like, realize the who the smart one is here. Yeah. yeah,
1: totally. He's a little stinker. He's just like <laughs> lying to him. He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, if you this this bolt thing is uh, is in the way, if you take this off, then I can play the message just fine. Does he play the message after that? No. He says what message? <laughs> and so then he runs good. away.
2: <laughs> I know what you're. I know. I know what you're getting at. But he's not a stinker because remember, consider the information he's carrying. Oh it's yeah, the only hope it's of true. the rebels. So he's not. He's doing exactly what he has to do. You know, he has to get this
1: message to Obi wan He is a stinker. He's definitely a stinker.
0: I'll have to agree with Dean on this. I, I do think he's he's stinking a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's a stinking a little bit.
4: <laughs> I'm going to go with Tim on this because it's, these are, no, I mean, just, these are the Death Star plans and a message. Yes. You're just going to give it to some stupid farm boy that you don't know is, like, the chosen one, right? Like, no. No, no, no. No. But the stinking
1: it's, is it's, the lie to get the bolt off. Right. It's, it's the
2: scheming. The trickery. It's the, yeah. yes,
1: trickery. There it is.
2: If we take the context of Star Wars, this movie by itself, if you have no prior knowledge to R2-D2, R2, I do not think this is a stinker move. If you have the three <laughs> movies Fair. ahead of time to pull off of, which I feel like yeah. he might be doing, I feel like he might be pulling a little bit off the previous movies, where he definitely I'm is not. a stinker. I don't think in this moment he is a stinker. He's doing whatever he has to do to get this message to Obi-Wan Kenobi. He can't, he needs that thing off. Right, like he can't have that in that that inhibitor chip or whatever it is on him. He for needs sure. to get this message. Yeah. He gave Luke an opportunity. Luke didn't do anything. He's like, well, yeah, maybe later, later in the evening tomorrow after I finish, you know, moisturizing the whatever the fields, pull some moisture out <laughs> of the fields. Maybe, uh, maybe we can go and look out, look at, look for old Ben, some old Ben guy. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I want to go. What shooting Womp Rats for uh, for the evening. So R2's like, well, fuck fuck this guy. I, I got to do my own thing here. I, I have to get to Obi-Wan. I have to do it. I'll do whatever it takes to get there, which includes getting this fucking chip off of me.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I side I, I'm going to agree to disagree here. Like, he's being a stinker. I Fair think. enough. Um, <laughs> and I would like to mention, uh, you mentioned the mo- moisture farming. Imagine how much moisture you would be able to farm in the jungle.
2: Ooh, just Just, Jeremy. Oh, just understand Whoa. that,
0: right? Well, so much.
1: All of them but do they have all blue milk
0: there? I don't know.
1: <laughs> is that even milk? What is that?
0: Who do who it's even milk. knows what that is? Is it it's really? Milk,
1: yeah. Okay. It's milk. I've had it. I've had it at uh, at Galaxy's Edge. Where does Ooh, it come okay. from? Where
2: does it come from? Is it is it bantha it,
1: milk? It, yeah, it's bantha milk, yeah. It is, hey.
4: Good. Yeah, Great. I will have to partake of that. I am going later this year, so
2: Ooh, nice. Tony, the blue is nice. good.
1: Uh, the green, I can't remember. I think they're both kind of good, but I also had to pound both of them because I was in between two, uh, two th- two rides that I had to get to on a timeline. So I just ran there, pounded two, then went to a ride and felt sick. So how did it taste eh. coming back up? yeah <laughs> up not good down was fine up not good
2: awesome. why are there two flavors yeah.
1: there's two different kind, types of animals yeah yeah what male and female or what yeah. no two no. different types of animals like the
0: milk a male bantha right <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that would why be not right. <laughs> sounds like hey sounds
2: like you know a lot about banthas jeremy <laughs> I, I, I studied them yeah sorry my bad who's <laughs> my? That was <laughs> so my major in college. <laughs> yeah. I majored in banthas. <laughs> banthas. Uh, uh, no, like okay. Wh- I still don't understand. There's two species of bantha. Or- species.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. There's a different species of animal, like a different space animal that's green that gives you green milk, like how you can get cow's milk and goat's milk. It's just a different oh, animal. Well, what an- what's the-, the animal? I don't remember. It's it's, it's the one from episode
4: eight right that he yeah, milks yeah. like directly into his mouth he's like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's that one i just don't remember what it's called yeah
2: oh okay i'm gonna yeah. have both cool great sorry for the tangent y'all i really i really <laughs> wish out of the the four uh star wars fans here that uh, one of us could have come up with the name of that animal oh i don't know the name oh that sorry that's okay. that's okay
0: my wife would know i <laughs> you yeah. know so I got uh, just a quick tangent that I'll start now so you can easily edit it out. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned...
2: I love tangents. So let's start
1: out yeah. that way.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Jawas, and I want i want everybody here to know that I've spent the last two and a half years role-playing as a Jawa mechanic. Oh, no in, way. Yeah. In the role-playing game, uh, Star Wars uh, Fantasy Flight Games. And it is an amazing game system and yes. lots of cool stuff. I don't know if you guys are in role-playing games, but it is so much fun. And it's a really, really cool system. And I would recommend it to any Star Wars fans out there that also want to kind of get into it. But it is, it is awesome. That, that is sounds really awesome. cool,
2: Jeremy. And yeah. dude, high five for going <laughs> for the Jawa mechanic out of all, I know, all, yes. right? all the odds. So cool. That's incredible, dude. Great call. I love that. <laughs> I love the Jawas. Their their Same. fucking tank is just it's one of the most impressive things in the movie, I think. I always wanted that toy yeah. so badly. Oh, yeah. Wow. oh yeah. yeah. I had that toy. You had that toy?
1: I had that toy. It was my favorite toy.
2: I love toys wow. that you can open up and put other toys into. Oh, That's yeah. the yeah, best nice. kind of toy. It's insane. Oh man, Dean, didn't The know Lego
0: you... version was awesome too, by the way.
2: So good. Oh yeah, oh, nice, yeah, cool. Dean, you must have hid that for me because if I knew you had that, I would have
1: stolen that from you. Exactly, exactly. You got to watch all the bad movies. I got all the cool yeah. toys.
2: I would, have, I would have fucking lightsaber pool noodle
1: you pool into oblivion and stolen your jaw to steal that thing. I must have hit it, because it was good. It was, it was my favorite toy. I had no idea you had that. Yeah.
2: It's amazing. So R2's gone off on his own, looking for old Ben. And Luke realizes... He goes after him with three PO, and they get caught by Tusken Raiders, and Oof. then Obi Wan shows up to scare off the Tuskins. And Dean, what are your thoughts of Obi Wan in this movie? Oof.
1: Of course, I know him. He's me. I mean, he's the best. I love, I love freaking Obi Wan in this movie. That's my favorite line in like any Star Wars movie. <laughs> he says, "Of course, I know him. He's me." Yeah, that's so great. good. I actually saw. Uh, an alec guinness movie that was from like the 50s maybe and he said almost that exact same line in the movie he oh. was someone's he was an uncle visiting and the kids were like have you seen uncle whatever gary and he's like of course i've seen him he's me and so I wonder if Oh, do you think he ad-libbed it? Lucas, yeah, I want, or I wonder if yeah, I wonder if he said that or if like Lucas knows that movie and likes that movie. It was like the same line. It just blew me away when I saw it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Love Obi-Wan though. I, I love I love his he's like positioned as like Uncle Owen says he's like, you know, that that crazy wizard, I think he says or something like yep. that. So, you're already like, what is this guy? What do you mean wizard? You call him a wizard? I think he plays wizard perfectly like i think it's just it's it's such a cool title for um for uncle owen to say because he's just so this old wise guy that has like some he's got some weird powers that we don't quite get and we don't quite understand and he's sort of the only one who does specific things like darth vader does some other things but he's only one that does specific uh, like mind tricks and stuff uh it, i love him i love him in this movie he's so great yeah yeah he
4: is
2: great yeah
4: I just love that the hello there, you know, we get the first hello there.
2: Hello there. Yeah. And
4: it's so good. And um something else too, when he's scaring away the Tuscan Raiders, um, they've actually changed that sound uh over the years. I think they've changed it two to four times throughout the editions of what it sounds like. And so oh, um interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's not so different. It has the same sort of tone to it, but like the the one that I think is in The latest version is the most different from what it sounded like in the original 77 Mm. so it's just kind of interesting
0: but yeah i i love obi-wan kenobi as well so i don't know that tony that's in that's really cool
2: that is interesting i i I do love that original tuscan sound it it sounds kind of terrifying oh
4: it's uh sorry the sound that Obi Wan Kenobi makes to scare the Tuskins <gasps> yeah. away. That oh, sound, oh, that sound has changed because it does like it's it's almost like an alarm. It's wild. Weird sound. Yeah, it's sound, a wild sound, and it's changed like four times. Sorry, oh, I should have been okay. clear about weird. that. But I yeah. why? I didn't know that either. I yeah. I honestly I couldn't tell you, um, but it definitely from the seventy seven. To what's like, I think the last cut was uh, tw- uh, 2012 for the Blu-ray releases. Um, they're va- they're enough different. Like you can see the origin of the sound, but the sound has changed like four times across the editions released. So wow,
0: that's a strange thing to change.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling very annoyed by that information, Tony. Like, sorry, why? that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm not annoyed at you though, but why <laughs> would you change that sound four times? Why? Um, like if you. Why? Maybe to improve it? I guess. No, I mean, this is a film is no that's answer. been filming. Tony, the with. answer is there is no answer. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's true. It was just a mistake.
2: It was a damned mistake. Just yeah. leave it alone, right? I might be more offended by that than the whole making Han shoot second thing. Why why change something that doesn't even matter? I didn't notice that. It. That's true. Why change? Yeah. Why change that? What's the point?
0: I think you're obligated to edit the to put in here the noise, so everybody knows what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah right, if you want to dro- find it, I'll drop it in <laughs> right here.
4: There's really a good. There's a good YouTube video out there that has like all the all changes. Four? Well, no, it has oh, all the oh, changes cool. across the movies um, as they cool. uh, the special editions and. I may or may not have watched that before we started recording. <laughs> so, I think you did. Yeah, of course I <laughs> so did. We're yeah. recording. I'm coming. To, I'm coming to bat
2: with information. I've got to bring Jeez. something to the table. You did way more homework than I did. Oh, that's yeah. great info. I really love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that Obi Wan's character. He teaches Luke a little bit about the Jedi. He teaches Luke a little bit about the Force. And he also teaches Luke a little bit about who Luke is and yeah. who his father was. <laughs> and he's really more of a mentor here for Luke than he was for Anakin. I feel like he had like a buddy buddy relationship with Anakin and here he is the mentor that Anakin actually needed. Um, Obi-Wan also gives Luke Anakin's uh, lightsaber here, which I thought was very cool. Um, yeah. Especially, I love the touch in Revenge of the Sith where we get to see Obi-Wan actually make a point of picking up Anakin's lightsaber mm-hmm. as he's burning on Mustafar. I thought that was a really nice touch in, in that movie. Um, I never understood, though. Here's, here's a small small problem, small problem. I never understood oh. the idea of giving someone a lightsaber if they haven't been trained to use it. Because if I was given a lightsaber... I would think it's the coolest thing in the world, and I would 100% accidentally cut a limb off, for sure. So I just find it strange they'll just hand someone a lightsaber. But I do appreciate in The Mandalorian that they finally made a bit of a joke about this, because in one of the episodes, The Mandalorian is using the darksaber. And he majorly damages his leg with it because he doesn't know how to use it. So I love that they finally called out to that because I always wonder, you need to be trained with a weapon like that to not kill yourself.
0: It's absolutely true. And I'll counter with this, Tim, Uh, real life experience. So I am not trained to shoot a hunting rifle. But when my dad passed away, I was gifted this hunting rifle it is now, now if my dad was uh, something else and he had, you know, I don't know, a pocket watch or whatever, that would be what I would have received. But my dad was a hunter. I'm not trained in this weapon, but it's mine because it's given to me by by my ancestors, let's say. So um, maybe it has more to do with, you know, that than uh, being, you know, as a weapon.
2: Sure. I'm probably yeah, yeah, looking like too deep into it, but obviously Luke, you know, he's... Anakin's son, so he's he's in touch with the Force and all that stuff. But I would never like just think about would you? Well, ha- so am I? Would you? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in touch yeah. with the Force. So. We knew that. Yeah. Would you hand? <laughs> would you hand your son a lightsaber?
0: Would I hand my son a lightsaber? Yeah. Would you
2: hand your son a lightsaber? No, he'd cut his arm off. Exactly. Arm. That's 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 all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: But it's not as clumsy or random as a blaster, though. It's very elegant. <laughs> it's elegant. Yes, yeah, yes,
2: is. <laughs> sure is. Seems a whole lot more dangerous though than a blaster. Because you know what? You know what you're doing with a blaster? You're pointing it away from yourself. <laughs> out, yeah, out. Yeah, it's true. You're pointing it at it's someone true. else. Yeah. Anyway, small beef. Just uh, I, I love that the Mandalorian kind of, kind of fixed it a little bit for me by doing that. Yeah. Uh, R two, he plays the full lay a message for Obi-Wan, letting him know the rebellion is on the verge of being wiped out. And this is their absolute last chance for survival. They need his help. The message says they need to take the plans to Alderaan. And after Luke finds his aunt and uncle burned to death, he wants to go as well. He's got nothing. There's nothing... Ooh, yeah, tough, tough scene. Nothing left for him there, though. He wants to become a Jedi like his father. And to get off the planet, they'll need a ship. So they head to the cantina. And Dean, it's been a while. It's been a while for us. But we get to add to our Star Wars lost limb counter here as (laughs) Obi-Wan slices a dude's arm off. So we can increase the counter. We're now at 10 limbs cut off in the franchise. All right. Hell yeah. I don't know if you noticed. The dude and his friend that are in the cantina and the dude who gets his arm cut off. Rogue One. Rogue One. They were on Jedi oh, yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was so really good. nice. Really nice touch. I love the limb counter. That's <laughs> limb great. I love great. that you guys are doing that, counting the <laughs> yeah. limbs
4: lost, because it really was something that... You know, I mean, again, you're watching this movie, not you know this the series. You're going through like chronologically, like timeline wise, but not chronologically released. And this is what started. You know, the limb. Yeah, lost this is limb one. The, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Good point. Good yep. point. So, just to recap, where we're at in uh, there was nothing in Phantom Menace. No limbs lost. Uh, we're also not counting like Darth Maul's body getting cut in half. We're just counting like limbs. So sure, nothing, that's not, not a limb. Well, no, no, it, nothing. No, it's not. Tony, it's not a limb. It's a torso. That's true. Right. Uh, Nothing in Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones, two of them. Zam Wessel's arm gets cut off, and Anakin's arm gets cut off. And then Revenge of the Sith. Ooh. Tons of stuff. Comes with the heat. Dooku loses two hands. Grievous loses two hands. Mace Windu loses a hand. And poor Anakin loses an arm and two legs oh man i mean come on that's why that movie is so high up on the list for me well they they had to make
4: <laughs> up for phantom menace having zero right like, that's right yeah, yeah. yeah like exactly. we dropped yeah. the they ball prob- i want to defend them and just say they probably thought like oh this
0: counts as a limb and
3: not right. realizing it's right. a torso right. morons yeah. Yeah.
2: They're yeah like this yeah. is going to count yeah. as five limbs it's so yeah. huge yeah. yeah
0: all right so i, I just want to make sure that we're clear that you're counting robotic limbs as well correct
2: well, we decided to count Grievous because he he has like a bit of organic material still.
4: He's a cyborg or whatever they call that in the in universe. It's a different name.
0: What race was he before he was a cyborg? Uh
2: that's a good question.
0: Mm. You give up? Yep, you give up.
2: Not yet. Not yet. yet. Kalish. Oh, okay. Yes. Ooh. Very nice. I don't think I would have got there, but very good. Uh yeah, he still has like his face. He, he might still have the brain. He still has the heart. So there was enough I think we talked about this Dean. There was enough like <laughs> life in him that yeah. I considered yeah. him not a pure droid. He's got a beating heart. But yeah. I will tell uh, if a pure droid gets his his hand cut off, I'm not going to count that as a limb. Right, cuz <sighs> they okay, okay, can just put
0: it back uh, on. The the limbs that were cut right. off of him though, were they didn't have any like you know matter or organic matter there they were just robotic limbs so that that's why i i don't know you, you know you guys do what you want for your show but i tell you what <laughs> i disagree
1: noted jeremy's like i'm at eight noted. my count's at eight that's the <laughs> true head cannon count of limbs
0: <laughs> so when c3po gets ripped apart in here you should be counting those limbs
2: i will put an asterisk beside our final score <laughs> and it's not it's it'll be unofficial because there's yeah. there's
4: debate jeremy's asshole debate on this <laughs> will be the next to the asterisk. <laughs> I'll
2: have to yeah we'll have to submit that list to the authorities yeah. and see see how they rule rule it yeah. exactly exactly I, jeremy i appreciate you bringing that up and i respect yeah, I like that point i respect the fact that you don't think that should be on the list i i like that yeah. this is what star wars is all about it's people having different opinions on the same subject, right? This is why I love this. People like, uh, some people hate a movie that I like in in the Star Wars universe. I hate some of the, I don't say hate, but I dislike some of the movies that people really, really love for different reasons. So I love that you're criticizing our list here, our limb list.
4: Yeah, and then you you pool noodle to the death to find out who's right. I mean, that's how how we figure it out. That's how you
2: do it, yeah. Yeah, if I can get past Dean, you're next, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I've been training. I,
1: oh, yeah. I bet you have.
2: <laughs> so in the cantina, we meet Han and Chewbacca. And they are yeah. more. yeah Hell yeah. They're more than happy to go to Alderaan for the right price. And Han Solo, he mentions making the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. In the movie Solo, Han said he did it in less than 13 parsecs. If you round down. Now he's yeah. saying less than 12. <laughs> he keeps going down. This guy. Come on, this oh, guy. That's, a Han move. that's such a, what Han a move.
4: swindler.
2: move. <laughs> what a guy. Come on. Get out of here, Han. You, you son of a bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> I I love the role that Han solo plays in this movie. I, I oh, love yeah. his role of doubter. Um, I that's what I didn't get out of the solo movie. Is yeah. is this. Han Solo, who doesn't really want to be a part of things, I kind of like that about him in this OG trilogy.
1: Yeah. He, he's so he's so good. He's in a Star Wars movie, and he's like, this Star Wars movie is stupid. He's like, I don't want to be in this movie. Yeah. He's like, this movie's dumb. He's very meta.
4: He's very Harrison Ford about yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, right. right yes, now. exactly. And it yeah. works.
1: It's so it good. It, it, yeah, it works. It, it's so perfect. I think that this movie is excellent up to this point i think it's very very good but i do think it hits another gear as soon as han solo enters the movie i think we just like shift into another gear and just go from there
0: well here you know what honestly uh i would argue that han solo in this particular star wars uh a new hope i would say that he is one of the most complicated characters um i mean he's he's still not like incredibly complicated but You know, he's got a background. He's a good guy, but yet he's he you know, he's greedy, but you know what I mean? So he's he's got a lot of nuance to him. Yeah. Uh, the other characters are very paragon like and good, evil and stuff. But Han Solo's kinda he's he's in that gray area. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. He
2: he's he's in the middle. He's good and he's bad, right? All the characters we've met so far have been either, you know, one side of the spectrum or the other, and he's floating down the middle and you don't know which way he might go. Right. And they, they sort of keep that up for a long time with his character. And it's, it's very good. Very, very good. Mm -hmm. Our group here, they're all together on the Millennium Falcon. They come out of hyperspace expecting to find Alderaan, but it's not there anymore. What they do find instead is the Death Star. And they get captured. And I I really liked that our main crew here of Luke, Han, Chewie, R2, 3PO, and Leia are all brought together because they got captured. I think that's a really fun way of doing it. They could have all met together on a different planet for some other reason. But I like that they're captured. I like the show of force of the Empire that this is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the only way they're gonna get Han Solo to participate, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think kind of the magic that the movie has is that uh, everyone is just kind of regular. You know, they're just kind of regular people. Um, yeah. So like your hero is just a regular kid who wants, who didn't want to work on the farm another season. He wanted yeah. off. You know, he he finds a older man who's takes him on an adventure. You know, <laughs> and then. You know Han Solo same thing like he's a good pilot but he's you know he's a pilot you know there's there's no like extra superpowers in any of these characters they're just kind of like regular characters doing their thing and they just kind of get caught up in this in this in this adventure and then when they get to the point they're supposed to be at it's not there anymore and they get captured and now everyone's captured together it's just it's really it's just the the way the movie moves to that point to getting captured I think is just such a, a like paint by numbers way to get like an adventure movie going, you know, just to get right to there. It's it it follows a formula and it really works.
2: Yeah. So they're captured, uh, pulled into the death star. The Falcon is searched. And while they don't find anyone, Vader says he senses a presence. He hasn't sensed since. And he doesn't finish his sentence. But the last time he would have sensed Obi-Wan in the context of the movies would have been the epic battle in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So that probably brought back some really intense memories for him. So our friends are all on the Death Star and we get this really big like sequence in the movie here. This, this Death Star escape. Uh, Jeremy... What did you think about this sequence as our our friends here are captured and trying to make their way off of the Death Star?
0: I loved the series of scenes on the Death Star. It was awesome. i I love that they get into the garbage compactor. That was so cool. yeah, and you know, they're uh, they're suddenly it gets worse, right? It starts to compact them. And the way they get off, uh, it, The way they get out is that they, you know, contact C-3PO and then, then he shuts it off and they're all, they're all like, he thinks they're screaming, right? That he got it too late. That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, all the action is great. The, the, the setup by Obi-Wan, uh, to, you know, turn off the, um, the tractor beams and he's being really quiet. And then even the, the cool banter of just two stormtroopers talking to each other, right? About just bullshitting, right? It's so good, um... Yeah, I, I, I thought it was terrific. It's uh, It was well-written and uh, fun.
2: Yeah, that garbage disposal scene was oh. just always my favorite scene as a kid. It was the scene in the movie that I always wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. There's just something about this creature under the water that you don't really <laughs> get to see. Yeah. You don't yeah. get to see what it is. You don't know my imagination just went from there. I'm like, how deep does this go? Like, does this go really, really deep? Could it open up to a gigantic underwater mm. area? And again, this is like this whole star Wars, just molding my imagination and yeah. making me think these wild ideas. And then as I'm wondering what's below the walls, start crushing in and now they're about to die and it gets so close and they're cutting back to yeah 3PO who's hiding in a closet right he he they need to get a hold of him to to save them and he's in a closet hiding yeah, it's right. just, it's so intense and just it's it's uh, just my m- most memorable scene i loved it
0: tim why is there that much water to like facilitate a sea monster like why what is happening there by your trash where you're just a bunch of water why is there a sea monster like
4: that's that's what's that's what so intrigued me as a kid is why is there this monster that they keep on this thing that eats trash like what is the what is the point of that it is such a like for me like it reminds me of like flintstones and like the weird way they'd use dinosaurs to get to do whatever and i loved that as a kid i still love that today like this totally. is just the, the oh silly world-building thing. Like, I think having that monster in that scene is is pivotal. On again, like the scale of world-building that they do in just this one movie. So that's that's
0: the first Star Wars Flintstone connection I've ever heard. By the way, that's <laughs> awesome. you're welcome. Sam. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to point
1: out uh, how we get in that trash shoot, because I, I did point out you know when. Han Solo enters the movie, you know, it gets it hits another gear. I think when Leia joins the group, it hits another gear because like you haven't really seen her interact with like anyone who's uh, like that, who's on her side even, you know, it's just it's she's just been captured the whole time and tortured and seen her planet blow up in front of her. So she gets rescued. She's standing and she's they're like trying to shoot their way out. And she's just like, what is this rescue? Like, this is horrible. You guys are doing a (laughs) terrible job. Grabs a blaster. You know, takes two steps into the hallway, three shots, then shoots open, like, the the grate that's uh, beside that goes to the trash, and they all jump in, like, tosses the gun back to, to Han and says, like, jump in here, fly boy, and then just goes in, <laughs> right. and it's like, what? That's she awesome. is incredible. <laughs> she's running the team now. Like, it, she's so great, and this, just, this interaction, I think, again, just like, boom, movie's just taken off again.
2: Yeah, I love that Chewie didn't want to jump in because of the smell. He's like, I'm not going in there.
1: It smells bad.
2: It
0: gets kicked Uh, in there. Get in there.
4: And
2: only Han could do that to
4: Chewie. Like, that's also, like, important for me, too. Like, you have, like, scenes earlier in the movie where it's like, don't lose at this, you know, you want to lose at this game to a Wookiee because they'll tear your arms off. And, like, you know, Han treating him the way that he does and the rapport that they have, you can tell that they're very, very close. Yeah, you know. remember
0: Luke? Luke goes to put uh, on the uh, the binds on him, and yeah. uh, Chewie protests, and he's like, "Okay, and you do it."
2: And then, probably like the most important thing on the Death Star scene is that um, Obi Wan and Vader meet up again. Yeah. They have another lightsaber fight. Uh, as the movies have been released, and this being the first movie, this is the first lightsaber fight we get to see. Right, it's so true. We, we know of Vader, we're 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 learning about Obi Wan here, and we know how powerful they are, right? Like we know that they've got skill, and we get to see them lightsaber fight. Very very cool moment, you know. Not the greatest fight compared to something like Revenge of the Sith, where the special effects are are so much better. But still, in the context of this movie, what an amazing scene! Just seeing two lightsabers go at it. Yeah really yeah. really cool I, I it loved was it. awesome I
0: absolutely loved it and and it was my favorite uh light uh saber battle in this movie is the only, oh wow mine, mine too. too mine, mine too, too. Jeremy. and <laughs> it was my favorite um until i got to see other ones <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess I'm it's like you. arguably yeah. the worst one. <laughs> it is arguably the worst. <laughs> it yeah. is
0: bad, but yeah. I'm really glad that you put it in context of just this movie because you're right. Because this mysterious weapon that we they yeah. built up through this entire movie, we finally get to see him used. And yeah, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I I like the fight a lot. I Just like for the what it means, you know, what it means in the movie, them... Especially leading up to it because this this whole Death Star, you know, scenes have been so uh they've they've been so exciting, you know, cutting back between all the different groups of characters and where everyone is, and then you cut to Obi-Wan and he's sneaking around, you cut to Darth Vader and he's looking for him, you know. You have all these cool cuts that that reach that point. And as soon as Obi-Wan just sees Darth Vader like at the end of the hall, he's already got his lightsaber out, right? He's already got the red already ignited. So it's uh he's just ready for him, waiting for him. Like, so, like we said, it might change when Obi-Wan, like, when the show comes out. Um, But what we know right now is it's the first time they've seen each other since, you know, since that fight on Mustafar. And so how much, like, how many nights has Vader been thinking about this? Thinking about, like, oh, if I ever see Obi-Wan again, I'm just gonna destroy him. And then Obi-Wan just does the boss move of just disappearing. Not giving him, not giving him that... That kill, you know, not giving him the satisfaction to be able to sleep at night that he got him back. I just think it's so cool that he just disappears. Just absolutely shows up and totally wins by not even giving him the chance to kill him. I love the touch.
2: Of, Pro move. Yeah. what When, um, after Obi-Wan is gone and his robe is on the ground, Vader just <laughs> yeah. like kind of steps <laughs> on it, like moves yeah. it around. He's just like, like is he still in he here help? somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Where'd he go? Where Did do do he help? turn into a snake? <laughs>
1: yeah yes. <laughs> he's, in, he's in here somewhere right he just got small yeah he's, he's here right did he shrink
4: i i remember just feeling heartbroken when that happened and then and then when luke cries out for him it still gets me like that like you know just he just found someone you know he's been raised by his aunt and uncle that have really loved and cared for him but he's felt held back and not understood. And you get that through the whole movie and that he dreams of something bigger. And now he's, you know, has a mentor and someone who's going to teach him and um, you know, and he just lost his aunt and uncle too. And so he's imprinting oh, yeah. on, on this new father figure and he's murdered right in front of him. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: So it's, inter- it's an interesting scene because Obi-Wan, like, looks at him and smiles and then decides to do it, right? So he, like, wants to show him this. He wants to show him this disappearing act. And Luke's, yeah, you're right, Luke's scream is just like, it's, you, you just feel it. You feel it in that moment.
0: Well, we feel a little better because he then starts to talk to Luke uh, yeah. after he dies. So. Kind of
1: immediately um... after, yeah.
2: Yeah, he immediately starts talking to him, which is not like any other Star Wars movie. That doesn't really happen, but... I think that they incorporated it to like make us feel better, to make us feel comfortable that he's not gone, right? He, he, there is something else going on here and he's still part of the movie.
4: Yes. And, and there was no body and you know, it makes it, it makes it, you know, there, like you said, there was this smile. There's, there is no body. Darth Vader didn't really get that satisfaction. He's stepping around, making sure there's no snakes there (laughs) (laughs) and you get the voice right away but still for me as a kid i was like damn (laughs) even with the voice i was still pretty upset quite
3: honestly yeah it it
2: was heartbreaking as a kid but imagine how much worse it would have been if they didn't give us that smile if they didn't give us talking right away what if they just killed him that would have i think that would have it would have ruined things it would have ruined this movie like there's a lot of a lot of like well thought out beats to this movie that if you change something it could kind of fall apart but yeah. i like i know lucas went through like many drafts of the script and really really honed it to make it work and he I, he really did get to the final product where everything works everything's just tied in so tightly that you know you you can't really you can't really say that this piece doesn't fit or that piece doesn't fit. It's all just, it's a really nicely like knit movie and script. Oh yeah. Yep. So our friends are able to escape the Death Star, but Leia says it was too easy. I love this. She's so smart. She thinks the only reason that they were able to escape was that they're getting tracked. That's the only explanation. Uh, and she's right, but she still directs them to Yavin 4 anyways. I thought that was a bit weird. Like, if she knows they're getting tracked, why would you lead them to the rebel base? But whatever. Where else it's, are you going to go? It's, it's fine. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the Death Star follows, and on Yavin 4, they extract the plans from R2, and they explain to everybody what exactly on the Death Star needs to be targeted. And then they like send out all the fighters to go off and try to hit this target. Han decides to take off. Uh, Too much heat for him. He's out. He didn't sign up for this. Not enough money. Uh, But Luke suits up with his X-Wing and R2 as his co-pilot. Dean, I don't know. You might be able to guess my thoughts on this whole kind of like space fight with the Death Star at the end. I've got here. a guess. I've got one guess. But I don't want to get into that. I want to ask you <laughs> how, how was this end sequence for you with the attack, the attack run on the Death Star?
1: Uh, Yeah, I, I like the attack run on the Death, death Star. Um, I, I like, I think the moment of sort of Luke getting into the X-Wing is really big because he hasn't, he hasn't done what he wants to do yet in the movie. He wants to be this pilot. So it was really big for him. Uh, Mark Hamill is really selling that. Um, and so I think, uh, I was excited, you know, I was excited for him to get his part in the movie now. So I, 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 you probably think it was a little long. Um, I, I think it was okay. I, I didn't really ever feel like it's long. I think there's enough sort of, um, there's enough beats to it where, you know, Luke's not quite in the battle. And then when he does not, he's in the battle, but he's not quite in the run, you know, he's not doing the run yet. Everyone else is trying the run before him and then he has to do it. Uh, I, I like sort of the... I like the idea that he's kind of the only one who can do it because the equipment they have can't really target it properly. I think that's what I kind of got out of there, that any, everyone who's using a scope couldn't really target it properly. Someone says, can the computer even do it? And he just pushes that aside and he uses, you know, the feel, he uses the force to, to shoot that, that shot. So I, I, I never really felt it dragging. I kind of like, I like the whole thing. I find it very exciting.
0: Man, they really didn't have a respect for computers back then at all. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, they spent their $50 in uh, in CG budget, like <laughs> right? And then now yeah. none of their computers really work. Jeez. And then they
1: take a dig at the computer, you know? Like, like oh, yeah, let's take a dig at computers at the end of this. Nah, computers don't work. Use the force. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're
2: right. I, I did think it went, went on a bit too long, Dean. Um, yeah. And I just every time I watch it, every time I watch it, I just get to a point where I start to look like look around the room. I'm just like, hmm, what's going hmm. on? What's going on with this wall over here? Oh, yeah. nothing. Oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> oh, there's still, the scene is still going on. Oh, Oh, that's a mad insult. Awesome. What, what if I move this pillow just a little bit this way? What does that feel like? Wow.
1: But then, <laughs> but then they get me Tim back. It doesn't like chases. They get me back,
2: but it's just, it's a little bit too long. Like, Like, literally, I don't want to, like, crush on the scene at all. Um, I just think maybe it was, like, one minute too long. It's not much, but there's... Every time I watch it, I just kind of tune out at the same point. It's a little bit too much repetitive. But what I I really do like about the scene is I like that the Death Star is waiting to shoot on the Rebel base, but it's waiting to get around... Uh, mm-hmm. Is it a planet? They're waiting to... Because yeah. Yavin's a moon, right? They're waiting. Yeah. They're kind of moving their way oh. around a planet um, until they have a clear path to shoot on the moon.
1: Yeah, I think Yavin's mm-hmm. the planet and the moon's Yavin 4.
2: Okay, so the planet's yeah. in the way. And they're... Yeah, just it's, it's this visual cue for us. It's this countdown to when the base is going to be destroyed. You may as well just have a timer up, but it looks better that we get to see the visual of how yeah. close they're getting to around the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really like that. Um, builds the anticipation. Uh, Jeremy, did you want to say something?
0: Oh yeah, I, I guess um, the the problem I have with the, uh, the flight scene is that I think in that particular scene with, so we are building the tension when we do see on on in you know, the computer screen when they're going to be in direct firing range of that. but as far as if you isolate just the 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 ship scene, I don't feel that's I don't think they do a good job with building the the tension. I feel like you said, it's repetitive. They don't really keep raising the stakes, right? to keep it interesting. And they rely on on that timer that you, you mentioned uh to to control that suspense. So, you know, I think that's the problem. I do feel that it, it kind of felt like it dragged on just a, a bit. Oh, I thank
2: agree. goodness. Someone finally agreed with me about one of these things, Dean. About a scene right on. We knew thank there was you, someone Jeremy. out there. Thank you. I knew <laughs> I knew there was somebody. Yes. Thank you, yeah, Jeremy. We knew it. Yeah.
4: Um so <laughs> I guess what I'll say in defense of the scene is oh. that I I as a child uh would 100% disagree with you guys. Um and I oh. almost wonder too if it's on rewatches um like in 77 when this came out your eyes would have been glued. I mean, first off, you couldn't watch this at home because there's no VHS, there's no whatever, right? I mean, it's just going to the theater and I don't know what they had in 77 cuz I wasn't alive, but Um, I know they didn't have VHS yet. Right. But what I'll say is like, imagine stripping it down after it's came out like it's this big bombastic scene. It's probably like one of the big things selling. See this in the theater, you know, go see it in the theater. And then with the outcry you have with Star Wars fans with stuff being edited in or edition, imagine taking stuff out. You know, like, I just feel like even if they trimmed it and I get your arguments, I'm not disagreeing, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, mm, this is really fun. But yeah, you could probably trim 30 seconds to a minute and this be clean. But, um, but again, going to the kid in me, I would be like, are you kidding? This is the best part of the movie. This is all the adrenaline, all the action. This is all what I want to do. I want an X-Wing. I want to blow shit up. You know, I want to use the force to get the shot in. You know, and I want to see all my friends die. Apparently, too. <laughs> Jeez.
3: Oh yeah, he you reunited know? with a friend, and then that friend got killed. Yeah, like,
1: man, tough movie for Luke.
0: I think it's it's okay for them to not get it right like they did so awesome things they oh, did so many awesome things with I'm this not, movie i'm and not just- saying
4: well yeah i mean you say it's them not getting it right i'm saying they oh. got it right i'm just saying that it's something that hasn't aged maybe with you or as well you know um with the rest of the movie
1: maybe. i think um all it sort of maybe was missing um that we're used to with other Star Wars movies is a cut between a land battle scene, you know, where we weren't cutting between anything to change the focus. I think, I think this, the ship scene was the exact same length as other ones are in other movies. You just didn't have that break. You didn't have that, you know, you know, look at something else that's happening because I, I do think the ship scene has its different beats and some of them, you know, do maybe a couple of them seem like they're the same thing, but I think it's, I think it, as it progresses, it is trying to up it every single time it goes it goes to the next level, you know, I mean, they do the, they do the trench run, um, but you know, then Vader comes out and then, you know, they need to do another one and then he's still there, but then, you know, you get the Millennium Falcon. Like, I, th- I just think there's enough stuff that's different in it as it's going along. Um, yeah, maybe just missing that cutting.
4: I think, I think that's yeah. a, a really good call out there because the other thing too about the space battle, um is that it's hard to kind of manage where everything is at. And I feel like that's why they cut it with a land battle in later movies, is right, because yeah. you get a sense of where you're at. Like it regrounds you. And so I think that could be, I think, I think your take on that is, 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 um, I agree. I agree with that
0: a lot. So. Yeah. That's insightful. Dean. I, I agree as well.
2: You guys, you guys, you convinced me. I I didn't think that'd be possible, but Tony, you were, I think you're 100% correct. Like, if I think back to when I watched this movie as a kid, I did not have an issue with this scene. It, it was, I was eating it up. It was the climax of the movie. Let it go on as long as it needs to. Like, as a kid, you just want the movie to keep going forever. So yeah. I never had a problem with it as a kid. I have a problem with it now, but mm-hmm. that, that's different. I have a problem with the pod race, but I saw that as an adult. I didn't see it as a kid. So I right. I wasn't given that opportunity to be so invested as a child just eating up this excitement. I saw it as an adult and it didn't really work for me. Watching the scene again in Star Wars here as an adult, it doesn't work for me. It's a bit too long. But yeah. guess what? This wasn't made for me as an adult in this year. It was made for a child in 77. So mm-hmm. I think I would have to say I 100% agree with you that I actually now don't think there's anything wrong with this scene.
4: Oh, that's cool. I didn't, I was, I mean, I was just arguing my point. I'm really happy about
2: that. (laughs) It's a great point though. It's a great point. And Dean, you bring up an excellent point as well. Like normally we get like what we're used to is cutting from this battle to that battle. And it allows you, yeah, to like rebalance yourself and, um, kind of figure out where everything's at like what's all happening I guess what's happening for me in this scene is I start to lose focus of what's actually happening there's like I understand that there's there's people flying x-wings but I don't really understand which characters flying what ship we don't really get to see that I don't really know who's dying like someone will say one word of dialogue and then they die and it's just like well I don't I don't even know who the fuck that was that could have been it was Porkins (laughs) 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 <laughs> porcan's <laughs> <Yeah, it's sorted. laughs> <laughs> Port- <laughs> got shot down like six times. Um, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck gets killed in there. All I know is Luke keeps going. Um, yeah. So I, I I love that. What grabs me back into the scene is Han Solo showing up out of nowhere. Yeah. At the perfect moment when Luke is about to get destroyed, he's about to get killed by Vader. But Han buys him half a second, and yeah. Luke is able to do what he needs to do to blow up the Death Star. Everyone's happy, right? They've they've destroyed it. It's it's great. Wow.
0: Darth Vader's not happy. Well, no, no, that's a <laughs> that's great. True, point, that's actually. true. Well, he'll eventually Everybody, be happy.
2: He'll be like, "That's
4: <laughs> my son. <laughs> yeah. flying That's away. my boy." <laughs>
2: I misspoke. The Good rebels job, are all of the rebels are happy. <laughs> The Death Star has been destroyed. They have a ceremony in honor of our friends. Luke gets a medal. Han gets a medal. Chewie doesn't get one. He wasn't trying hard enough. (laughs) He He doesn't get one. Try harder. Um, It's all very cheesy, very cheesy ending, but the perfect ending for kids. I love this ending as a kid. It's so happy. And the end. I still like it and it's
4: cheesy and it's silly, but the music again, it's just elation. Cause like, honestly, as a kid, this movie was kind of terrifying, like it was adventure and it was fun, but all the beats like between, you know, Luke being assaulted at a bar to being, you know, <laughs> in some giant Death Star space prison and the trash monster seeing a new father, you know, uh, aunt and uncle die, new father figure die, you know, um like that elation at the end, like the feeling that I feel when they get out of the ship and they're all hugging and stuff like that. Like I can still feel like that warmth in my chest thinking about it like that. Just, uh, and then, then again, the silliness of the end scene, like it, it just all comes together for me personally. And it's silly and ridiculous and Chewie deserved a medal. And so are the droids, but yeah,
2: it's a great (laughs) moment of relief. Like we have been tense. We've been tense since, since the start of the movie. And now yeah. we actually get to take a breath. Like our friends are going to be okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's why that works. Yeah. What are you laughing at? What's so funny? I'm just
4: talking? laughing at how they're not going to be okay. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: wow. <laughs> it's tough. Darth Vader, is a, he's a tough guy to go up against. Uh, I, I like um, I like Hans swooping in to save the day because like you said, he just buys him a second like he just buys luke a second to complete what he needs to do you know it's not that this person like that your hero is absolutely done and out and can't throw another punch and is you know you know totally uh, there's no possible way it could he could ever succeed and then someone swoops in and like does the job for you this is just han swooping in just to buy him that second to do the job so he can get it done And i just think it really works i think it's really effective and i think their super awkward running into each other, hug when they get off their ships is just such a beautiful moment in yeah. the movie. They're both so happy. He's so Luke's so happy that Han came back, and he just kind of like hugs him into his chest. And it's amazing. It makes me smile every time. It's that's like the perfect moment right there for me. Yeah. Sometimes bad acting is actually good. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think like um. You know, the audience is so happy that Han chose the right path, right? Because he's he's the gray area guy. We don't know know which direction he's going to go in. And he chose his friends. And, uh, you know, we're all happy about that. That's great.
1: Yeah, he decided Star Wars was actually cool. So he came back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so in a movie that's so focused on our friends, how do we come out of it... I'll say we, and I'll include myself, Tony, and Dean, and I'll ask you, Jeremy, in a second. How do we come out of it loving the villain so much?
0: Well, first of all, it's he's really, I, he's really cool right off the bat. Like, he looks cool. Uh, he's got a very interesting uh, story arc. But I think what draws a lot of people in, including myself, is that he's relatable. I mean, he was... Um, drawn to the dark side right and we can all think of a time in our lives where we strayed from the path or you know that we did something we shouldn't have done and he tries eventually tries to write himself and by the time he tries to write himself i think it's 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 too late and so i think I think that I think that's it. It's a, it's we all can relate to taking the wrong path and doing doing the wrong, you know, being attracted to the dark side.
4: Yeah, well said. Yeah, and and also it's you know people failed him, like Obi Wan f- yeah. failed him, not and not by intention, but like, you know, um, yeah, going back to Phantom Menace, the duel of fates, like uh, Qui Gon, like Qui Gon lost. Uh, like the light side lost when Qui-Gon died yep. and that cemented kind of the path that Anakin was going to be on and it was going to be people you know failing him and I just think that there's something you know being at the cusp and being able to be so close to getting what you want but having it held away from you too is so relatable you know and like earning it but not getting it and I mean that is I think entirely relatable so I think also just you know moving away from the emotional aspect that people get tied to this character with I also think that you know stylistically it's just it's just a brilliant design like I said samurai helmet um, you know composed of um, you know not he's not full human, you know, he's got, um, you know, in, in the next movie, you get to see a little bit more of what's beneath the mask. I remember that freaking me out, oh you know, the God. first time Hell in his yeah. little pod thing and stuff. And, yeah. and I just think he's there's got asthma. So, you yeah, know, well, very and relatable. the voice, James Earl Jones, the voice, yeah. um, the presence of the actor who I should know the name of, um, that, that did all the, the work in suit. Um, but the voice, the breathing, there's there's so much to it that's just iconic um you know he's really well designed really well designed character so
2: hell yeah well i think that probably wraps it up jeremy did you want to tell us a bit about the podcast that you guys do that i love so much by the way
0: oh well thank you very much it's uh it's really nice of you to say. Uh, yeah, Tony and I, uh, we do a podcast called Remote Takes, and um, we produce an hour show twice a month. We review, we do honest reviews, only honest ones. We never lie. Um, we usually choose a new movie and an old favorite. Um, so there's a you know a lot of stuff in there for for everyone, honestly. And um, come check us out. Yeah, uh recently we just recorded everything
4: everywhere all at once and the northman so we kind of did a double feature um because I think right now we're getting we're getting amazing films again in 2021 not that oh, or yeah. in 2022 not that we didn't get any in 2020 and 2021 but they were more sparse and I really feel like we're being fed um this year uh with with films but please please do not listen to our podcast without watching um at least everything everywhere all at once. Um biggest recommend. So it's a great movie.
2: Everybody listening, check out Remote Takes. Um really, really great podcast. And too
4: kind to us.
2: <laughs> no, no way, no way. I speak the deserved. deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. Um Tim, we got we got a rank. Oh, I always forget the ranking. You always forget the ranking. We're gonna rank the movies. Tony Jeremy, are you interested in ranking the Star Wars movies up to this point? Sure okay, so Dean and I will go first and you guys need to figure out episode one, two three, then solo Rogue One and oh Star God. Wars a New hope
4: I have it oh. already. I'll just minus out the ones that aren't supposed to be included yet. I have my ranking so
2: okay uh well, you know what Tony, why don't you go first okay. Um, my ranking is star Wars
4: filming, right? Okay. So from what has been watched, my number one would be revenge of the Sith followed by rogue one followed by star Wars followed by, um, the phantom menace followed by attack of the clones followed by solo. Those are, those are the ones that you've watched so far.
2: Okay.
1: Dean. Um okay so this was um this is going to be a switch already from what I originally ranked in our very first warm up episode and that's just cuz I just really really loved this movie I I did just it, it hit me it hit, maybe it's because there's you know maybe there's been some tough times and I need to spend some more time with my nice space friends but I had a good time with my space friends. I had a nice podcast with my podcast friends here, and so Star Wars: A New Hope, number one. Um, then we go down to Rogue One, Solo, Revenge of the Sith, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones.
2: Okay, I'm I'm struggling with this one, dude. I'm I'm honestly struggling between Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. I'm having a really Ooh. hard time. Really hard time.
4: Oh, uh, let me tell you, same. That is that is you know I just went with my list, so that is fair. And
2: I, I I ranked them last time. I ranked them when we when we did Rogue One. I ranked them. I ranked Rogue One at the top. But as some time passes and I sit back on it, I don't know if that was the right decision. Anyways, to, to stop boring people, I'll just go. I'll go Rogue One. Then I'm gonna go Revenge of the Sith. Then I'm gonna go A New Hope. Then I'm gonna go Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Solo. Cool. Hey, you we we have I think
4: the same order except the first two. The first you, two, would, yeah. Yep. If you would have switched, we would have the exact same order. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Jeremy? Alright, I got mine. So Kay. I'm gonna go with uh Empire.
2: No no, no oh. we're not we're just doing oh. movies up to this point. <gasps> okay. That's yep, okay. That's right. right Excuse I'll give you me a second.
0: Jeez. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, it was my top one, so I just get rid of it. Okay. So, um, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Solo, and Menace.
2: Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay.
0: I feel very strongly about putting Menace in the last uh, slot. but
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: see, that's where Solo goes for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's
1: where clones goes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is
4: everyone's number one possibly changing next episode for you guys? Is that is
2: that possibly. Possibly. Probably. Mine, like,
0: mine's we, changing for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we did um we did like a warm-up episode and we ranked all these movies ahead of time, and Dean and I both put Empire number one. Um I'm c- curious. I'm actually like for me, I don't know what's gonna happen. I just I've got Three in the mix and I don't know how they're gonna rotate. I have to watch and just see and That's fair. I, I Empire was my number one, but as I've been going through this might change. Know, might change, might change. <laughs>
4: we yeah. gotta listen to find out and same same we with the listener.
2: Listen. Gotta listen exactly. to find exactly. out. Exactly. Gotta listen to find out. All right. Listen, Tony, Jeremy, thanks again. Thank you for having us. Oh, it was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll definitely be hearing from you guys again. And Dean, thank you for joining. Thank you. I respect your list. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know, if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page, where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com talkingback, where you can make a one-time donation of any amount. Or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.